Hello, everybody. You're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia, and I'm recording from Missoula, Montana. And I'm Mariah, also re- er, <laughs> oh gosh, recording from New York City. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. That's right. And today we're going to be talking about number 12. Um, but first, uh, where did we leave off last time, Olivia? Okay, let's see. So in the last episode, Mariah is on her own in Guatemala for the first time in her life since conception. <laughs> this is, that is, until number five uh, shows up and number five's high school teacher. <laughs> it's such a weird setup, isn't it? Yeah, um, intriguing. Uh, <laughs> intriguing. <laughs> Olivia moves into a hostel in Colombia, um, in Bogota, Colombia. Um, and then she she meets a handsome stranger and loses another virginity. And she kind of likes it. <laughs> <laughs> and today, what do we got? What do we got going on? Oh, man. Yeah. So for me, um, this is the story of kind of the story of really not too much craziness going on. It's kind of the dust settling, I would say. Okay, very nice. Yeah. It's good to let it settle every yeah. once in a while. I mean, a lot just happened in the last episode, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'm happy for young Mariah. Um, yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. Um, my number 12 story is one of trying to be way too chill. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, so without further ado... Without more to do, more further ado. God, that was dorky. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, my number 12. Um, yeah. It's kind of a short one. Um, as I said, the dust is settling. Definitely the start of a new phase in my life. Um, so, last time you guys heard from me, I had just gotten back to Missoula um, after like going out with a bang in Guatemala, um, you know, my last, well, I mean, you know, pardon the pun, but, uh, my, my last uh, night there was a total one night stand with a random stranger. Um, so yeah, so I get back, I'm happy to be back in Missoula. Number five is not there. So it's like clean slate kind of, um, the year starts off with a visit from number 10, so um, in September, number 10 flies out to see me from Toronto, and um, obviously it's super fun to hang out with him. Um, and yeah, this is going to prove to be a little bit of a weird year for me, so it it's like, I don't know, I think it's good to see a really good friend again. Um, well, it's funny that I'm like calling him a friend, but like, I definitely had feelings for him, but I'm foresh- foreshadowing a bit. Anyway, I've started <laughs> to grow apart from my friends a little bit which I think is kind of normal at this age. Um, everyone's kind of starting to move toward different interests. And, you know, it's also just kind of what happens when you're gone for months at a time. Everyone, like, you know, goes and does their, like, own thing or, you know, goes goes and forms new groups or, you know, new friendships while you're gone. And then you come back and you're like, yeah, like, where do I fit into this kind of? Um, also, I was sure. just, yeah. This is your last year, right, of yeah. college? 
yeah, my last year. I'm I'm pretty over it too. I think that that's another thing is like senioritis, like pretty bad. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So anyway, so during number ten's visit, we most mostly just kind of stay in Missoula, and we have a really good time. But I'm starting to realize that the distance between us is very real. And, you know, even if we lived in the same place, I'm not really sure we'd work out as a couple. Um, you know, I I know you guys heard me toss around, you know, the L word in relation to number 10. And I definitely <laughs> I definitely L word him. But I it's like a, it's like a special kind of L word where I'm like, OK, well, we're not going to like be a thing, you know. So we kind of mutually come to the conclusion toward the end of the trip that it would probably be best if we don't try to have like an actual relationship um, since we live so far away from each other right and just for if people haven't listened to that episode because you guys met in a very kind of certain um, circumstance that was you were working on a short-term project together in a country which you know he was from Venezuela you were from the U.S. and so you were and you had this kind of creative um, vision that you shared and, you know, really were into the work and into each other. But so it makes sense to me that whenever that's kind of something similar has happened, then you put it in a new context and sometimes it just doesn't quite fit like it did before, you know? Yeah, I think this is a really good point. I also forgot to mention, um, he goes to, he's in university in Toronto So he's like, he's not like all the way in Venezuela, but he's, you know, he's still pretty far away. Right. Um, So, yeah. So I think it really is just that. And it's, I don't know. I think you can really have these soul connections with some people, but like, it's just, if you were to like try to be together, it would be (laughs) like an utter shit show. Yeah. Definitely. Um, (laughs) But yeah. Some relationships (laughs) are meant to be short term. And I think that should be celebrated more. Yeah, exactly. I also think like, we just define we define relationships like so narrowly. Um, yeah. And, you know, number 10 definitely is not out of my life. Like you'll hear more from number 10. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, like some relationships don't fit in that neat little box of let's, you know, let's do the whole relationship thing and like let's like be a couple And, you know, you might have like a total mix of feelings for somebody like you might be sexually attracted to them. You might want to be their friend. You might be like inspired by them. Um, I feel like I've had a a couple of these like interesting like relationship, like amorphous relationships where you just kind of they just like mean the world to you, too, because it's somebody who like really sees you and appreciates you um, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like I think sometimes it's like you don't want to try to make it something that it isn't because then, yeah, they're they're just going to become like an ex, you know, and it's it's like yeah. you want that person in your life like longer term, you know, you don't want to do that to them. Yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so I'm kind of going along going into my final year and a half of school. I did t- do an extra semester. So it's like my senior year. But, you know. I got a year and a half left. So, um, yeah, number five is starting to email me a bit. And I think this is just I'm this is sort of like where I start to miss him. Um, When you go back to the place where you have all these like memories with somebody, especially somewhere small, they are they kind of start to come flooding back. Um, So he's not living in Missoula, but, you know, he definitely like 
he sends me bait. You know, he's he checks in on me. So one time he oh sent me. Oh my god, I'm so over number five at this point. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm at that point, like, as if like I was living through it in the moment where I would be like, Mariah, we can't talk about this relationship anymore. Like, I've given you the advice I have. I yeah, I know. He's he he was just such a fucking mind fuck. Like he was yeah. such a fucking. It's like we couldn't leave each other alone. You know, right. I I was like really confused. He doesn't want to be forgotten by you. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to. For, he doesn't want to be forgotten. He also doesn't want to lose the upper hand. That's how I mm-hmm. feel. Um, so yeah, one time he sent me an email that just said, "Just saw an amazing jazz singer perform. She reminded me of you." And then he <laughs> sent me a link to a song. <laughs> um, and then I like responded like, oh, "I was like, oh, thank you so much. This is so nice of you. Blah blah blah. Like I was thought of you the other day, and I missed you, and I wrote a poem about you." And and then he like wouldn't respond for like a month. You know? Oh my <laughs> it god! Like, uh, it was just like that kind of shit. You know? And I, uh, I, to be fair, he was probably processing his feelings about me. You know, he did supposedly I made out with his teacher. I really don't think I did make out with his teacher, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never know is the thing. <laughs> we'll never know. I mean, um, yeah. So, so enter number the miracles 12. Miracles of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, one thing was, one thing was for, for sure. I was trying to self-sabotage the fuck out of that relationship. Like my subconscious was like, get away from me. Um, but I think also like when you're that age and you're trying to process a breakup, like there's just so many confusing feelings. Like it's like, it is like an addiction, you know, like even Definitely. though you might like know that you don't want to be in that relationship or that it's not the right thing for you. You're, you know, when you're back in your hometown and he's gone and, you know, you guys had such a shared life together. It was, yeah. So right. and a lot of, a lot of shared trauma too. So, <laughs> um, yeah, now you guys have been through shit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, enter number 12. Number 12 was a friend of a friend, of course. Um, So, Mm -hmm. one of my best friends at the time, who's actually still one of my really good friends, um, who we might have on the podcast soon. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Um, So, this guy had, like, a really cute face with, like, a button nose and a super cute smile. (laughs) (laughs) He was a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he was in the Spanish program, so we had that in common. Um, and I'd actually met him like the year before at the bar with my BFF at the time. And actually, why did I just say at the time? Like, she's still like my BFF. Um, but I'd been number fiving it up, so I didn't really think too much of him at the time. Um, and you know, there wasn't like that much of a smark or smark. That was so great. I have to leave that in for sure. (laughs) There wasn't that much of a spark. From now on, I'm all going to say spark. (laughs) It's a really satisfying Uh, word. It's really. Exactly. I don't know. Did you feel a smark? I didn't feel a smark, honestly. There wasn't that much of one. Um, He seemed really sweet, which you know what that means, right? When people say that. That's going to kill a smark. Um, I think I ran into him like out one night and we exchanged numbers or maybe my friend gave me my number or something like I don't remember how it went down. Um, somehow he got my number and she had always said, oh, he's really into you, blah, blah, blah. And like I was like, oh, there wasn't that much of a smark. So, you know, like, right. what's the deal? <laughs> what um, <can> you do? <laughs> yeah. So like but I was back in town. I was ready. I was ready to, you know, I was. Wow. I can't talk today. I was ready to roll. 
Um, I gotcha. Yeah. So we somehow, we bumped into each other, we got each other's numbers somehow, and he asked me to come over for dinner. So I was obviously like, you know, why the hell not? Um, but also, like, why are you hang? inviting That's me to bold. dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like to at his house. Like, uh, ooh. I know. <laughs> I know. And it doesn't end there. So I drive out to, you know, to outskirts of town. <laughs> of <course> it doesn't. <laughs> in, my, uh, in my roller skate car. And we uh, we walk. I walk up to his house, knock on the door, and you know I feel self conscious. And you know he like lets me in. We say hi. I think he made me like chicken with a salad, and I distinctly like remember him like grabbing some salad out of like you know the bag of salad and just like plopping it on my plate. And it was <laughs> no twenty three year old boys cooking. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute because I I think he like had like a candle out and like some wine, and he was obviously like trying to make it cute. Of course, <laughs> but this is like a third or fourth date. As like right, right. I mean, yeah. Unless like it's the <laughs> pandemic, as it was when like I met my current boyfriend, and you know there are no restaurants and no places to go. Then you have to do this, but otherwise right. you should avoid it at all costs. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, he. You know, we kind of stand there awkwardly with our glasses of wine while he sort of, <laughs> like I said, frantically puts our plates together, and you know, he definitely seemed nervous, and like I was nervous too. It was a, it was an awkward setting. <laughs> Um, but you know, <laughs> um, but it, it was kind of it. Yeah, it was kind of sweet, and I I remember thinking, floor <laughs> number twelve, um, his house was kind of boring. Like he had a few roommates, and they just had like the TV on, and it just felt very like kind of standard and boring. And like, he had like gray bedding, and you know, it was it just I yeah. was like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're nice. Yeah. So, but I was just like, I was whatever. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say no. Um, so we're like eating this dinner and, you know, I think we definitely went into this thinking that we had stuff in common, but I remember feeling underwhelmed by the conversation. I mean, cause you know, we had Spanish in common and that was it basically. Right. Um, so we thought we'd be like twin souls or something. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I felt underwhelmed probably because of all the drama that I was used to. <laughs> um, right. Um, but, yeah, he was, like, really into CrossFit. So we talked a lot about that. Um, <laughs> and I think I drank, you know, a lot of wine. Uh, we hooked up. And I remember, you know, he just felt so big because he was he was just very <laughs> jacked because he did CrossFit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was, like... He's kind of the kind of guy where he wasn't like super like tall or anything. I mean, he wasn't short, but like he's the kind of guy where he just was so his muscles were like so hard, like his body felt wow. hard. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, his but you you didn't really like that. I mean, just because you know that's sort of like what they sell us that we're supposed to like. <laughs> Um, I definitely like, I like muscles. I, this felt weird to me. Like I felt like, I felt like I was like climbing a tree or something, (laughs) you know, know? um, his, his head felt really big too. Like it felt like it was like, I was like, so yeah, um, yeah, so the ending of this is a little bit anticlimactic, you know. I think I think we hooked up a few more times, like over the months, um, but 
you know, I, I think I may have eventually sort of ghosted him or, yeah, I think it might have been kind of a joint, like we just didn't really continue talking. But, you know, we had good good feelings toward each other. Like there was absolutely no animosity. And I, he's a sweetheart. Like, yeah, he's he's a great guy. Um, I think he has a kid now. Um, right. Yeah. So the last thing I'll mention is that also that fall number five came back into town. <laughs> <laughs> we need like we need to have like theme music for like when, for number five, you know, like some like villains like have like yeah. I mean, I'm not saying number five is a villain. Obviously, like in your story, in his story, you're the villain. So it's oh, no God. big deal. I am so the villain in his story. I know so this, this man hates me. It's just I'm just saying like I just want to have like bum bum. <laughs> yeah, what would it be? <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of something. Um, the only thing I can think of is like the uh, Law and Order theme song. Right? But, yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually what I was doing. Ryan was really surprised to hear that I've watched 10 seasons of that when I was in college. <laughs> Oh, dude! I just what I just did a total marathon on the plane out here. Oh wow! Yeah, I could, I mean, it's, it's all good. there was. I I want to revisit it. Um, I mean, it's entertaining. It is really entertaining. You feel like like a detective. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, so I felt like I was bored on a plane, but yeah, okay, yeah, continue. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um. So you know, number five had just finished up a rafting trip, and you know he was in town for the weekend. Um, kind of like reuniting with some friends there. And, um, you know, he obviously wanted to see me. We'd kind of been talking. So he stayed with me. Um, and, you know, at first we were having a great time. Like he like wanted to like take me to the bar to introduce me to his new friend and blah, 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 who he'd been rafting with and stuff. Um, but, you know, definitely I feel like something that kind of changed in our dynamic. Uh, he w- I think he was like I felt like he was less like trying to get me back. And I think he was more like trying to like coexist with me in a way. Like I think... Yeah, I think I think but were that you guys was, sleeping together? Yeah, we were. There's just like too much history there, you know. Um, yeah, there's just it was. It's hard to explain, but I think he was almost trying to treat it like cool. We're like like starting over now, you know. But like, but not trying too hard. Like he seemed more checked out. Like almost like he would would be with like someone he was just hooking up with. If that makes sense. Okay. Versus like, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. So yeah, so I think we got in some dumb fight because he wouldn't dance with me. (laughs) No. Um, But yeah, like I, I think that really, that really gets, that really gets at, I think my frustration with number five is he just was like, I don't know, he just was weird like that sometimes. Anyway, sorry not to sound too negative about you, number five. I know, um, I know, I've had a few moments where throwing you under the bus here but um so yeah um yes we got in some dumb fight but whatever um he had to leave at 5 a.m the next day and I was gonna get up with him um but he he's like no you really like don't need to like it's fine and I was like oh okay like are you sure and you know I was like I'll try to get up and he's like okay whatever like it's not a big deal so I sort of like stirred when his alarm went off and you know I heard him like walking around the room um, and I think he may have like kissed me on the forehead or something, or maybe he didn't. Uh, I just remember, you know, him like packing his stuff and then the sound of the door shut, shutting. And then finally just the ringing silence. Yeah. Bum bum. Yeah. And I don't remember if I said this in the last episode, um, but 
I don't see him again for five years. What? Okay, that was not what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is, I think the reason I even brought, like, felt the need to mention this is, like, this is the fact that, you know, I was like, oh, I'll get up maybe. And he's like, no, it's fine, whatever. Like, I never see him again after this, basically. And then the next time I see him, like, you know, I, I had actually questioned whether I should bring this up. Um, whether I should tell that story earlier on mm-hmm. because that's an interesting story and obviously doesn't start for a while. Like it's five right. years later. So we got, you know, yeah. we got, a, we got a lot to get through there, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, reason, reason for you guys to keep listening. And, um, I feel like oh, I no, can't, I it's worth the wait. Yeah. I, I can't dive into that story right now because it's just, it's just too much. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we'll get to it when we get to it. And it's, uh, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be like having like a member of the of the cast back on yeah. <laughs> for a special episode. Wow, this is so crazy, though. I mean, like for all intents and purposes, like it's <clears throat> over. I know. It's over, you, but-, but you don't know it necessarily it's over but it's not and I think like the thing about it being over in Guatemala was I kind of felt like it was over on my terms and this feels like it's over on his terms oh yeah a little bit like basically he like usually has to happen right both ways yeah yeah actually I should say I shouldn't say we don't like I don't see him in person again but like we do talk over the next five years here and there you know right no yeah I know um but yeah so yeah, so. I say I know. Yeah, but people don't know. That's fine for you to say. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the the important thing to hint at here is just that like the way that it happens is like he's just so intense. He's so intense. He's so intense, and then all of a sudden, I think he just kind of like shuts me out. Like mm-hmm. he just kind of like leaves at five in the morning and like doesn't really say goodbye, and then like it's it's just like I never ever see him. Again, like right. I do see number five again, but he's I feel like he's a completely different person when Ooh. I do see him. Yeah. Dark. Yeah, it is kind of dark. It is kind of dark. But, you know, number five has a lot of anger toward me. <laughs> I mean, right. I did. I guess supposedly I made out with his teacher, although I don't buy that shit. But <laughs> I mean, Gosh, I just I wish that we could go back and interview and interview other people who were there that night. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I have you ever had the thought like it might be kind of fun to have some of these people on the podcast? Definitely. Actually, I was just talking to my friend. Yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool to hear other stories. Yeah, she had a really good idea. Actually, she was like, you should um, interview like you should both record your stories separately and then like cut them together. Hmm. That would be nice. <laughs> the the editor is like maybe. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that'd be a lot of edit for us. <laughs> yeah, I think we should edit it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. That was wild. Um, what a crazy time. What a crazy time to be young Mariah. Switching over to young Olivia. Um, <laughs> I guess, are we the same age at this point now? No, I'm older than you. You're 21 in that one? Yeah. And I am 22. 
going on 23, I think. Yeah, I, I think, I think I you're two years ahead of me. Am I 23 right now? I think you are because you'd already, you finished school, you did your whole summer in Montana, you lived for a while in Portland, and now you're traveling. So I think you're, you probably just turned 23. I just turned 23. That yeah. is correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> you and I have to write each other's fucking eulogies because no one else is going to. I know. No one else, no one else could possibly like do it with the depth. I'll be like, just after Olivia's 23rd birthday. <laughs> I know. It's like we're co-writing each other's memoirs. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucked up. Um, and so delightful. Very delightful. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, I had left number 11 behind in Bogota, and uh, I spent a month traveling through Brazil and Uruguay with a friend. And then I eventually ended up in Valparaíso in Chile, and I had arranged to work at a hostel there in return for room and board. Um, so, yeah, after a month of traveling with one of my best friends, I... I guess, and, like, during that time, we were only apart, literally, to, like, take a shit or take a shower. Um, I was feeling a little bit bereft when I got to Santiago. Um, I was just feeling kind of, like, alone, you know, and just a little bit off kilter, like you can when you've just been haven't been alone for a while, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm excited, though, too, because... I had wanted to do this kind of working at a hostel thing or doing some kind of work exchange during my whole trip, and I hadn't had a chance yet. So um, I, I'm interested to see how it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to go. So anyways, yeah, I make my way to the hostel, uh, got all my shit, you know, on my back. I climb up to Cerro Alegre on foot, which is quite a feat because if – you haven't been there, Valparaiso. It's kind of like San Francisco. It's like a series of um, steep hills covered in, you know, pastel-colored houses. And there's that Pacific breeze. And there's palm trees lining the avenues. Um, obviously, San Francisco in a parallel universe where uh, it's springtime in December and there's like, no tech bros in sight. So it's a better San Francisco, <laughs> in other words. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the hostel is in this big old house um, on Cerro Alegre, which means Happy Hill because of all the bright colors, I guess. Uh, and in the reception, these two women are waiting for me. And actually, I kind of realized that everyone is waiting for me or knows I'm arriving that day. And it's kind of like this series of like, it's Olivia. Olivia's here. <laughs> Olivia's here. And I'm like, oh, God, it's making me feel really shy. That's cute. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was very sweet. Um, but, you know, I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? Kind of. Um, they bring me into the back of the house um, and there are these four guys sitting there um, having lunch and they're all like, Olivia, hi, sit down. <laughs> OK. And obviously I have no idea who anyone is. Um, I just like exchanged a few emails with the owner. Um, so there I kind of get my bearings. Um, the four guys are volunteers, like I'm going to be. Um, two of them are French, two of them are Brazilian. And then the two women are Chilean. One is the owner and then one is um, kind of like the only paid employee. 
who's our manager or whatever. Um, and everyone just seems to be like very good friends. They're all giving each other so much shit and like, yeah, like just like teasing each other and stuff. Um, I cannot understand what any of the women are saying, <laughs> which is actually super normal because there's like no one can understand Chileans. Um, but I don't know that at the time. And so I'm just feeling like, what's going on with my Spanish? Like, I'm so confused. Like, what are they saying? I'm very, I'm very kind of just taken. I'm not, it's not that I'm taken aback. I'm just kind of like caught off guard, I suppose. And I'm just You're kind just- of like sitting there. You're discombobulated. You're like I'm ready to get some alone time. And these guys are like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, totally. And in a classic Latin American fashion, when you're like, I think I could just use some time alone. They're like, that's when you need to be with people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, really. I would just love to be alone. <laughs> They're like, no, eat this rice. So yeah. I'm like yeah. eating there and whatever. <laughs> and, um, after lunch, the the two Brazilian guys, they they kind of take this mattress and drag it up to the attic for me to sleep on. Um, and that's when I realized that, like, I'm going to be sleeping in the attic with these four boys. Um, all the volunteers sleep up there. And it's, like, it's this kind of slope ceiling room. And it looks like what you would imagine, like, empty beer cans, dirty socks, full ashtrays. Like, it's just, like, four dudes live up there. Um, and the guys make the bed for me, which is kind of cute. I'm like, wow, they really made that bed like snippity snappity. But later I realize it's because they make like 40 beds a day and I will soon be doing the same. It's like very good at this it. This environment is just, it, it just makes me laugh so fucking much. It just sounds hilarious. Like I'm picturing like these four like buff dudes and yeah, <laughs> just making beds, like busting out rooms, beds all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is totally what it is. And everyone has their own special little accent. Like no one speaks, you know, mm-hmm. no one speaks like Spanish without an accent. Oh my gosh, my tummy will not stop crumbling. <laughs> I really need breakfast. I know you're 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 you deserve a little snack. Mm. My goodness. Okay. Um. Sorry, sorry for the belly grumbling. It's my it's my sapo, <laughs> my my little belly toad. Okay, so anyways, look around the attic. Um, kind of like they're seeing it through my eyes for the first time. It's just like total like dump, and they're kind of like, "Are you gonna be okay up here?" And I mean, to be fair, I'm wondering the same thing. Like, I'm about to sleep in a room with four men that I don't know, and I'm just kind of like, "Yeah, I fucking hope so." But I mean. They don't seem dangerous. They just made my bed for me. So I don't know. Um, One of them, I guess we'll call him number 12, asks if I want to smoke out on the patio. Um, And and I do uh, because he's very cute. He gets Uh, in there quick. He's like, ooh, dibs, dibs. (laughs) Literally, Mariah, I find this out later, but like years later. But he straight up dibs me before I even got there. They had the owner told them, oh, there's this um, new volunteer coming. She's a girl from the U.S. or whatever. And they looked me up on Facebook and they're like, (laughs) I guess they're like, oh, she's cute. And number 12 was like, you know, I don't know how it went down, but he was just like called her. 
Yeah. I don't know if he said it like that or if he just like was like very excited and everyone just kind of knew that he was going to try and make a move. Um, I don't know if yeah. it's just like my guy friends, but I feel like he probably tipster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was probably like, yeah, mine. And they were like, I don't know. They're probably like, let's see. And then he just was the most, I don't know. The way I felt though when I got there, I mean, kind of like two of them were already hooking up with other people, but, and so, anyways, whatever. It just kind of felt like the seas parted and like he was just like there. He was like, hello. <laughs> Welcome. Do you want to like have a smoke? And then, I, you know, whatever. And he has kind of this like skater vibe, like a few tattoos, short, kind of stocky, like muscular guy, just how I like him. And um, <laughs> actually, I like him more, more skinny generally, but yeah, he's just like, He's a little cutie. I don't know. He plays the guitar. Um, I embarrass myself by rolling like the word the world's worst cigarette. Um, and he's just like super chill. He's like, you know, it just takes practice. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I'm just so attracted to chill people because yeah. I think it's something that I'm trying to cultivate in myself, just being as chill as possible at all times. Yeah, it's and, a skill. Um, yeah, it is. And so I don't really remember how things developed, but I think it wasn't too many nights at the hostel before he was on my mattress. <laughs> I, I love think, that it's like a mattress. <laughs> oh, it's it's a straight up mattress. Yeah. No box spring, just um, super uncomfortable. Um and, you know, and I, it's funny because, like, I had been worried about, I think at this point I had put, like, I had um kind of, like, pulled a muscle or something waitressing. Like, I had, like, some, like, back problems. And I remember thinking, like, uh, this was not going to work for me. But I was so happy <laughs> during this time in my life. Yeah. But, like, bad mattresses, like, didn't even bother me, you know? It was weird. It was kind that. of like a magical thing. Um, yeah, and I guess just backpacking in general, I'd been like, am I going to be okay? It was like, yeah, you're, I was fine because I was so happy and carefree. And, and that's what, really what you need if you have a back injury. Yeah, and, and also so broke. It's like you have no other options. So you're just kind of like, well, you know. Well, no, but I think you can be broke and be like miserable <clears> because <throat> you have no other options. But I True. wasn't. I was just like, I was – I loving my life you so loved much it. yeah I don't know that makes sense. um anyways yeah so there we were and at the time I was kind of like I think the first you know couple of nights that we slept together we didn't really do too much because I was like okay but like we, we live together we work together is this a good <laughs> idea um <laughs> but then I soon <laughs> kind of realized that you know, both of the French guys were in bed with the two Chilenas. So there was like two Franco-Chilean couples that were already underway. The other mm. Brazilian was, you know, keeping busy with the hostel guests. <laughs> and so it was kind of like a sex party in this hostel already. And I, it's not like I was going to be the one to be left out. So, yeah. Yeah. And as it turned out, we really liked fucking each other. Like, I don't know. He was just great in bed, in mattress, whatever. Um, and it was just super fun. Uh, I don't know. We just fit together well, you might say. And uh, 
<laughs> a great size dick. <laughs> yeah, just excellent. Yeah, two like I don't know, tailor made, and I love that. <clears throat> it's like a yeah. glove, just like a yeah, exactly. I mean, is there anything anything better? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was just kind of cute because like we kind of had to sneak around, but like not really because like everyone was fucking up in the attic. It was more like who got there first, you know. But we would kind of like wink at each other if we saw that everyone was downstairs, and then like we'd go up there. Mm. And then also, you know, those forty beds, yeah. We had plenty of options. Yeah. So um, it's just super fun having a great time. You know, we're like all like playing Manu Chow and having sing-alongs. <laughs> it's just like the thing I always thought would happen to me. And um, I don't know, like working at a hostel is kind of like being the popular kid in high school. Like you always have a place to eat lunch and like you know where all the parties are going down. And we could kind of hand select our favorite guests to go out with. Do you kind of, I mean, you spent a lot of time, or at least a fair amount of time in hostels in Latin America. Like, do you remember this vibe of like the people who worked at the <clears throat> hostel? Yeah. 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 There's, there is a vibe. Um, I've had some, I feel like I've had good and bad experiences with hostels. I mean, as we all have, right? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's totally a vibe. I mean, I feel like a lot of them are there just to like party and hang out mostly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not there to work. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Which as a guest, sometimes it's like, hello. Yeah. But, uh, when you're when you're <laughs> when you're on the other side, you're like, yeah, I mean, just chill out. That was the yeah. thing. Like that was all that I that was the only messaging I was getting was just be chill. And I was like, right. yes, that, I'm like, going to do it. I can do this. This is my chance. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was partying a lot. Number 12 didn't party that much. He was kind of a homebody. He was also super broke and he almost always worked the night shift. So he would would be like the person to let us back in, Mm -hmm. um, after spending the night out. And that was great. Like he'd be waiting for me and then we'd like cuddle or like have sex in reception. That's cute. That's super cute. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was a good time. Um, but didn't last very long (laughs) things got kind (laughs) of weird um I'm not gonna go into it but like one of the French guys started creating all this weird drama like suggesting that I was with the other French guy who was with the other Chilena girl and so that was like really weird that's bizarre um yeah and it was just super dumb what was that about I mean it would be a whole other episode to explain it. It was so weird. Um, but, like, it went on. Yeah. It just, it was just super, it was like he was trying to sabotage me. I don't know. He just never, he, that one never liked me. Mm. Um, I almost wondered if, it, like, he had been number 12's BFF before I got there. So it, there may have been, like, a little bit of jealousy. That was mm. my friend's, um, my other friend's kind of... Uh, uh like theory but anyways I don't know like I don't want to get into it because it's just like too long of a stupid story but um yeah so that was like not great and then I there number 12 and I were having kind of a weird dynamic because he was sort of on my dick all the time for a while there (laughs) like he would kind of like want me to go to bed when he did and like even if I was like hanging out and clearly not trying to go to bed and then if I didn't he would get kind of cold and I mean obviously it was sort of to be expected like this was a lot to take on just like living and working together and having all the same friends with someone that you don't even fucking know right um and he definitely had a dark side um to him and so 
I don't know, like, what it would have been nice to have a conversation about it maybe, but, I mean, it just was not that type of vibe. Like, you got to be chill. Yeah. Um, and then this girl from Argentina showed up, and as I remember it, kind of when she got there, number 12 just stopped talking to me, which obviously was weird. I didn't make the connection right away, but then later I found out that they had been a thing. They'd had a thing when she was staying at the hostel before, and they'd, oh. like, even gone on vacation with wow. like one of the Franco-Chilena couples. Mm. And so, and that was weird. And nobody told me. And that kind of pissed me off. I was like, you know, what I the just fuck? kind of yeah. looked dumb. Um, but, you know, bro code or whatever the fuck. And then, yeah, so that was weird. And he was kind of like sneaking around with her. And also, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that was bizarre. <laughs> and then... Um, when I tried to talk to him about what was going on and, like, see if he wants to keep hooking up, he just – we have this really weird conversation where he tells me – at least what I understand is, like, I don't – he's, like, I don't owe you anything. Um, that Something may have gotten lost in translation there. Like, I mean, it's neither of our first language, and at this point, my Spanish isn't great, and, and his isn't either, honestly. But – he wasn't trying to help me understand his point of view at all. He was like playing a computer game and like looking at me like <laughs> over his shoulder. And I was like, I need to talk to you. And he was just like, I don't know you anything. I think. What the fuck? Wait, so he's French? The, the He's Brazilian. Brazilian. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in the morning after he finishes his shift, um, he like tries to get in bed with me like always. And as if we haven't had that conversation and I just rip him a new one. Like I just start screaming at him. Everyone's asleep in the attic and I'm just like, oh, but you don't owe me anything. Say the fuck off my mattress. <laughs> I love this. Like you're just so, like, you're just like a cat. You're like, <laughs> get away totally, from me. Totally, I mean, totally. that's fair though. Like, I mean, it's so, it's very inconsiderate of them. He's just gaslighting you basically. Oh yeah. He's just trying to, he's just trying to be super chill. And yeah. I was too, but then ooh, lost my chill. Um, <laughs> yeah. My other friend, uh, who's there, um, Vicencio, I call him. I will call him, I think, for the the remainder of the podcast because he doesn't go away. Um, he He's like, um, thanks. Thanks for the alarm clock or something. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I got I, I lost my train of thought a little bit because I was trying to remember what his fake name was going to be. And yeah, it's Vicencio. Vicencio? Um, <laughs> I love that. I'm calling him that because that was the name that he was going to be named as a baby and then like for some reason he wasn't um but all of his little like bibs and blankets were embroidered with that name Vicencio so I always kind of think That's of it cute. as his alter ego and he's the other Brazilian there and he's what and he and he and I have become like very close during this time and he's watching this all go down and he's just kind of are he in number 12 shaking his head are they like travel buddies <clears throat> like did they get there together or they didn't get there together um no they just they're they're from different parts of Brazil, but um, they, yeah. They uh, just both happen to be working at the same hostel. Yeah, and both be Brazilian, but yeah, yeah. besides that. Gotcha. Um, they have like a little bit of like animosity even, I would say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> or like there's something that kind of just never really jived with them. Okay. Um, but yeah, so speeding things along. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I decided to go to the club and meet someone new. <laughs> oh, yeah. As you do. As you do. As one would in this situation. Right. What else would you um, do? Yeah. It's really my only option. So I do that. Um, and I don't go back to the hostel that night, which number 12 knows because he was working the night shift. Um, so that's a bonus. And also because Vicencio makes a really big deal when I don't come home until like super late the next day. He's like, where's Olivia? Have you seen Olivia? <laughs> Everyone's like, no. And what happened? And he's like, she went off with some guy. And I'm like, mm. yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, and this has the exact effect on number 12 that I was going for. Like all of a sudden he's all attentive again. And he's like, comes to me kind of like hat in hand. So now I have kind of like a problem, which is a good problem, um, which is that I have these two sexy dudes in my life. One, the guy I met at the club, he, we keep seeing each other and he wants to fuck all night. And then there's another guy who wants to have sex with me when I get home. (laughs) (laughs) and uh Vicencio is just like teasing me that I'm doing double duty and like I am like my vagina is honestly tired but um, (laughs) so number 13 uh the guy I meet at the club he is a total firecracker and just like loves to party number 12 as I've mentioned was a homebody he's like a chef by trade and just wants to make good food and cuddle and like play his guitar and make love in the afternoon or whatever (laughs) And it was kind of an amazing arrangement, in theory, at least, because they just totally complemented these two parts of my personality, which I would say historically has been hard to find in kind of one single person, you know? Mm-hmm. I get that. Um. So, but, you know, it's not all roses. I mean, number 12 and I are this weird thing. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Um, like, one of us is always pushing the other way or vice versa. And he, in the meantime, is sleeping with guests at the hostel, which is, like, right in my face, you know? Um. Obviously, I can't complain because I'm obviously sleeping with other people, too. But in the hostel, I'm yeah. kind of like, bro. But also, he doesn't fucking leave the hostel, so where else is he going to do it? Right, right, right. Um, I also find out at this point, like I, it dawns on me that number 12 only knows how to play one song (laughs) on the guitar. (laughs) And, uh, that kind of says it all, you know, this, it's getting a little old. It Um, does say it all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, we all make a plan, um, with, uh, Vicencio, and also the other French guy, not the one that hates me, but, like, the awesome one, um, to hitchhike to Bolivia. And the three of us. And then at the last minute, number 12 decides he's going to join. Um, and it's super weird. Like, he doesn't even tell me that he's going to – he's coming. He just kind of mentions it offhand, like, a couple of days beforehand. Like, oh, yeah, I'm coming with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. At this point, I really don't want him to. Right. Um. But while we're traveling, like, he's sometimes super affectionate, and then sometimes he's, like, a real dick. I don't know, as you would expect. Um, The trip itself is awesome. I mean, we're just kind of, like, hitchhiking through the desert with, like, truckers and sleeping in bus stations. And, yeah, this is, like, really really the acme of the the adventure, I would say. I mean, it's so cool that, like, you got got this opportunity to travel with these, like— I don't know. Basically, like, bodyguards. <laughs> like, it's Dude, like, you would never, like, go sure. do this with a girlfriend, you know? No. No. Yeah. And that's how I felt about it, too, because I wasn't sure if I, you know, when I was making my decision to go with them or not, I was like, okay, but when am I going to get to do this again? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And Vicencio like actually had to be my bodyguard like more than more than once. So I can believe that. Yeah. Thankfully he was like over six feet tall and um pretty effective. <laughs> but yeah, poor guy. Thank God for um, Vicencio. Thank God for Vicencio. Not the last time we'll say it. Um <laughs> number twelve gets uh, ends up getting stuck at the Chilean border, actually, um, because he'd overstayed his visa and they confiscate his passport until he can pay the fine. And so we kind of lose him for a while. And with the two other guys, we go, we make it um, through Bolivia and up to La Paz um, before number 12 even makes it out of Chile. And then he crosses the entire country in all of Bolivia, traveling all day um, to get to La Paz to catch up to us which you know Bolivia is not a country of straight roads or direct buses or anything so yeah. I mean it's a real trek he makes a huge effort to catch up to us um and we wait a couple days for him or whatever but um I'm happy to see him and I guess absence in the heart and fonder I don't know how but did he, we how did he get the money yeah well he I mean he's a very kind of smart you know, has a lot of street smarts. And he basically negotiated with them because they kept him for a couple nights in the jail. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, listen, like, I don't have the money. So you can either feed me here or we can kind of make a deal. Yeah. Where I just pay. I think he just like way uh, got the fine way lowered. But then yeah. they banned him from coming into Chile for oh. like nine years. Oh, shit. So he couldn't even go back to the hostel. No. And I don't think that was his immediate plan anyways but i mean no okay couldn't yeah okay got it um and so yeah we end up sleeping together the night that he gets to la Paz, and um he's in a weird mood though and he keeps insisting that we have anal in like a co-ed dorm room everyone is sleeping there and i'm like no yeah and he's like, then we're not going to have sex. Like, it's anal or nothing, which is just a really weird ultimatum. Yeah. And had you guys done that before? Yeah. That's a good question. I kind of don't remember. Okay. I Maybe not. Okay. Because we've never been alone. Like, right. Like, That's I don't what know. I'm thinking. I'm like, it's like you guys have never had. Anal ready. <laughs> yeah, you guys have never had, like, a good spot. And like right. you were still early, we, as we know, like you're early right. on in your anal career. So <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's super, super weird. Like he had always. I think if I'm remembering correctly, he had always wanted to ha have anal. And maybe I had always kind of been like, no, or like not really. Yeah. And then now he's just like being super fucking weird about it. He's like, no, that's all I want. I'm like, well, then fuck you. Yeah. So that's but yeah, things are getting super weird with him. And then um right. obviously. And then the other weird thing is like as soon as he gets to La Paz, he just kind of announces that he he's going to be going to Argentina. Which if you think about the geography, like just does not make sense. Like why would right. he cross all of Bolivia if he was just going to go to Argentina? Now he has to like go all the way back down and over where he had started out relatively close to. Yeah. So it's just bizarre and and he can't go back I, to chile like he can't he, go back through chile right exactly so yeah. yeah i don't know and when i ask him um why he had come all this way if he was just gonna go to argentina he was just like well i just wanted to say goodbye to you i mean to all of you 
And it's probably just a slip of the tongue, but I mean, I'll just never know like what that switch from to 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 status means, you know? Like it was just kind of a bizarre yeah thing. Like, are you trying to like have closure with me, or did you just come up to like say hi to the guys and buy it? Bizarre. Um, yeah, I'll never really know. I'll never really know. Um, but I'm kind of glad that he did come all the way up there to say goodbye, honestly, because um, I never saw him again. And I probably never will. And so we had that last really weird night when he insisted on having anal. And yeah. then we had a we had like a decent goodbye the next day. And um And then and you never had sex with real. him again though, right? Like like because I mean, you wouldn't I never have anal. Saw him again. Well, because oh, you right. wouldn't have anal, you guys didn't have sex. I don't remember. Like we may have had. Like I don't remember if that was the actual last night and like the actual last time, or mm. not. Right. But yeah, bizarre. Yeah, that's it. Is interesting. Like, I mean, did you have like an emotional attachment to him? Like, or I mean, because yeah. you you did say like at this point you're kind of over his shit. I definitely am at the point where I think it's better that we're apart, you know, yeah. but um, I, I, at this point in my life, well, maybe like all of my life, I don't know. I get attached to people emotionally pretty, pretty easily. And maybe at this mm-hmm. point, I really have kind of no guards up or know how to um, slow my roll on that. So yeah, I was totally into him and totally... Um, sensitive to his rejection and and stuff like that yeah yeah Yeah. so like it had been kind of a confusing relationship for you because it was like first you guys were hooking up and then and it's like seems like he wants you to he's almost like trying to like wife you in a way like he was like go to bed when I go to bed and whatever right hostile wife me yeah Mm -hmm. hostile wife you but then he totally like you know right and then he you know uh, you know quote unquote cheats on me in the sense that I mean, he didn't cheat on me, but... He just blows you off. He doesn't... He Yeah, he has, like, an ex come... Right. ...and doesn't tell me. Yeah. And whatever. Yeah. And then I move on, and then he tries to get me back. And then, you know, and I mean, what's really crazy about this time in my life is, like, all of this shit, like, a lot of stuff that goes on for me happens in, like, four-week periods or less. I mean, how long have we known each other at this point? Yeah, like... Six weeks. Okay, that's not long. I, for some reason, I picked. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was longer. Like your your plan with this trip to um, La Paz was, or to Bolivia. I don't know if you just went there. Uh-huh. Was to you guys are planning to go back to Chile? No, no, no. We're like mo- moving. On You're leaving. North. Oh, okay. Yeah, got we're it. Leaving. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At this point, I had been planning to go back to Portland. Um. But because I had a job waiting for me and then when the job didn't work out, I was kind of like, fuck, I'm out of money. Um, Mm -hmm. What do I do? So I decided to continue on with these guys until I my plan originally was to go to Lima and fly back Mm -hmm. on like a voucher I had with JetBlue. So I'm like on my way to Peru at this point. Okay. You know, and um, try to get home. Try to get home. Yeah. Yeah. Might not work out exactly like that. Okay. We'll see. (laughs) all right right. yeah well i i I will say i will definitely validate the fact that like yeah number 12's behavior is bizarre it's bizarre it doesn't make a lot of sense 
doesn't make a lot of sense. And the boys also that I'm with are also kind of like, yeah. Yeah, what does Vincenzo say about it? He's like, stop. Yeah. He's like, just stop with him. He's not treating you nicely. Like, have some respect. <laughs> Which is like sage advice. Because it's like, and I feel, I mean, this kind of makes sense. Because, I mean, you're like, hey, I'm trying to be chill. Like, I'm. this is what chill is, right? Like, being chill. Right. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And like, Vincenzo's mm-hmm. like, no. Like, this is yeah. like past the point of chill at this point. Exactly. Yeah. He, he that's exactly his point. And he's just like, you know, he he's eight years older than me, so it's kind of like elder brotherly advice. He's just like, you know, no one's gonna respect you if you don't respect yourself. Yeah. You have to put limits on this kind of shit. Yeah. And he's not gonna get any nicer if you just keep letting him circle back, you know? Right. Oh, Vicencio. <laughs> if only Vicencio. I had listened to you. <laughs> yeah, he's He's wise. He's a wise dude. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, well, um, that was a fun. That was a fun ride. That I'm was excited. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens next time. Yes, this keeps hit, heating up. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number. This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. <laughs>